Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. Once again, it's an honor to be here with you and sharing the messages that come flowing through my heart into your life. And today, the topic that came in, it literally just came in maybe 30 minutes ago. And I wasn't even sure with the radio show this morning, whether I would just be going, going without any topic or not, but I was in deep trust with it. I knew that something would come in, or I would just start speaking at the time that the show started and and the topic just popped in it was how to keep your head and heart in sync and I know a lot of people have asked me they they I've been asked this question many many times how do I get out of my head and into my heart how how can I trust that it's my heart and not my head how do I know the difference between head and heart but also I get a lot of people feeling like their mind and their head is actually almost the enemy of their heart. It's working against the heart. It's like working against that knowing in the heart and it's in conflict or it's actually playing a whole different game and and on a whole different angle that, that doesn't feel like alignment. And the challenge is when it comes to having our head and heart in sync is one, it's not always easy to discern and we don't always have that awareness in the present moment or right away. So sometimes we actually can look back and go, okay, there's where my mind hijacked my heart. There's where my mind took over, my head took over. Or that you can kind of look back and and see or discern the moment where maybe you shifted. Or maybe you just wake up and have an awareness that, you've been kind of in your head for a day or two or longer. It's in that moment, if you can have the awareness without judgment, then you'll actually be able to find your way back into alignment pretty quick, quicker than if you have judgment. So the key is to practice divine discernment, be aware, present moment awareness, and and today I'm just going to share with you some different ways that you can actually identify when you are leading with your head instead of your heart or when your ego is hijacked your heart's knowing and is taking you off on a detour or a tangent or pulling you down a wormhole when it comes to your heart and mind being in sync it's it's essential because it's in that moment when we're in sync and those those moments when we're in alignment where life is flowing now I don't mean that life flows without challenges we can have challenges on our path but we are better equipped or we feel more equipped or more confident to face the challenges that are in front of us when your heart and mind are in sync there's an ease and grace. And when we face those challenges, there's a peaceful certainty and a calm clarity that that comes with it. But that clarity is not of mind necessarily. It's more clarity of the heart. And when we have clarity of the heart and the mind is coming along for the ride, life is so much easier. And we don't experience the suffering that goes along with the challenge that's in front of us. When our mind and our heart are not in sync and the ego is hijacked, your thinking mind, your thoughts, your beliefs, your ideas, your opinions, your preferences, all of those things. When we're exercising more our human will, 
which is very much often connected to our ego's will, which is founded in fear, then we will experience resistance. We will experience suffering. We will experience a heaviness, a hardness. It feels life will feel harder, overwhelm, procrastination. There's a number of different ways that this resistance shows up. I define resistance as the gap between what the mind thinks and what your heart knows. And when your mind is not in alignment with your heart knowing, there's a gap. And the further away your thoughts, your opinions, your beliefs, your preferences, the further away those things are from the knowing in your heart, the bigger the gap and therefore the bigger the resistance, the more intense the resistance you will experience. The key is to approach resistance as a friend. Imagine it as a finger pointing to, a finger pointing to where you're not in alignment, a finger pointing to awareness that your head is not in sync with your heart. Resistance can show up in many different ways. It can show up as thoughts and beliefs, Thoughts of worry, thoughts of fear, concern, uncertainty, doubt, procrastination. It can show up in the physical body, pain in the body, a headache, feeling fatigued, tired, drained. It can show up as illness, disease, injury. Resistance can show up in a lot of different ways. It can also show up in the way of technology, your computer crashing or shutting off on you, things you're trying to work on something and it's not saving. You're booking an appointment with somebody and it's not coming together, it's not working. Your schedules aren't syncing. Those are all things to just pause and reflect on and tune into. So instead of focusing on the outside, the things that are seemingly causing the resistance, the ego loves to project outward and go, well, if those things outside yourself would just change, you would feel better. The key is to go inward. What is life bumping up against? What leftover or what density or what idea or belief or thought or what emotion or what old wound or trauma is life bumping up against. So when life bumps up against your leftovers, something inside of you that needs to heal, and perhaps it's been a deeper layer that's been buried for a while that's suddenly rising to the surface, which is what's happening right now. All of our old wounds, all of our past trauma, individually and collectively are all rising to the surface to heal. So there's a, a beautiful clearing that's happening. And at the same time, it's quite an intense clearing for a lot of people, especially for those that haven't done healing work before. Or maybe for some of you that might be avoiding some of those deeper, denser, darker layers. It might feel quite intense. When you bring your mind into alignment, when we can create a level of understanding in the mind, the mind can come along for the ride. The mind can join the heart and be in sync or in alignment. And what we're really aligning with is our divinity. We're, divine, we're aligning with our divine will, the life that we're meant to be living at this time, the role that we're meant to be playing at this time. And that role is actually will impact our lives individually, but also impact humanity and Mother Earth and all of us collectively. So your choice to get out of your head and into your heart is actually in service, highest service to you and to all, everywhere, all together, all at once. If all of us actually got out of our heads and into our hearts, 
and let the divine lead our life through our heart, the whole world would change in an instant, instantly. Everything would shift. So the key is how to get out of your head and into your heart, how to stay in that heart space and lead from there, to be guided from that divine knowing, that inner knowing that comes from that beautiful bridge to our divine self, our divine source, our divine spirit. Now I'll take a moment just to talk about the difference between knowledge and knowing. Knowledge is information that we gather and place in our mind. We gather it, we gather evidence, we gather knowledge, we gather research, we gather information. That's all knowledge that we can store at the level of the mind. What we gain usually is limited by our own filters or by the filters of those that imparted that knowledge and we receive that knowledge from. And our filters are based on our mental programming. And our mental programming is based on, a lot of it is based on fear. That fear-based programming holds us back in so many ways, ways that we don't even realize. And then you add the ego and it's clever shape-shifting ego hijacking tendencies and that overprotective helicopter parent personality of the ego. And you have a recipe for the mind taking over and operating from a place of just knowledge without knowing. And that's limited. These our minds are limited. Our human minds are limited based on our human perspective. When we shift out of knowledge, and we're not dismissing knowledge, knowledge is helpful in this human classroom. When we shift out of valuing knowledge so much more than knowing, we can come back into that harmony. It's a marriage between knowledge and knowing. Now the knowing in the heart comes from our divine Spirit, it's a bridge to our divine self. And that beautiful connection provides a knowing and information and an understanding that is beyond any boundaries or limitations in our mind. It's a knowing that is actually serving all of humanity and all and everything and, and nothing at the same time. It's actually a beautiful global perspective. When we tap into that level of knowing, we're actually in service to everyone, everywhere all together, all at once. Everyone and everything. In this human experience and beyond. So it actually bridges the physical and the non-physical. That knowing in our heart, I'll say it again, it bridges the physical body, the physical experience, the physical mind, the physical thoughts, the ideas, beliefs, all of those things. It bridges that human experience, our physical human experience with our divine nature, with our divinity, with the non-physical, our spirit, our soul, there's a lot of different names for it. You pick the name that resonates deepest for you. When we can embrace the knowing in our heart, sometimes the knowing in our heart is not in sync with what we think we know in our minds. And the key word being think we know. One of the biggest blocks I find for a lot of people when I'm working with clients and with my inner circle members is they think they know. 
If you think you know, then your mind is closed. You think you know what you know, that, that is actually a block at the level of the mind. So I often will receive knowledge. In my human experience, I receive this knowledge and I, I thank the knowledge for coming to me and then I offer it over to my divine spirit and ask it to be held. Please hold this for me. If there's something I'm to use it, then let me use it in the moment. Show me how this is to be used. Otherwise, I release it. So I've used the last 10 to 15 years to really empty my mind and create this open space for new information. And I'm not gripping or holding on to those things that I think I know. I have these ideas, I have these thoughts, this knowledge that's, you know, come into my awareness over time. Information I've gathered over my lifetime, this particular lifetime, but I'm not attached to it anymore. I used to be. I used to be desperately seeking and understanding. I'm softened around that as well. I am more operating from a place of trust, deep trust, blind faith. Because when the heart knowing is different than what you think in your head, the invitation is to go with the heart. Do you follow your heart even when it doesn't make sense in your head? I do. I've learned over the years, I've been doing this for almost 30 years now. I've learned that the more I trust and follow my heart, even when it doesn't make sense to me, to my own mind, that has led me to the greatest miracles and greatest experiences. And when I witness it with my clients over and over again and encourage them to trust their heart more than what they think in their head, the shifts that have happened are extraordinary. And healing that's happened in such a short time and experiences are magnified. The heart is almost like a fast track to your divine life, whatever it is that you're meant to be living. But in the process of getting out of the head and into the heart, we need to create a level of understanding for the mind. So the mind lets go. Because for a lot of people, the mind is in the driver's seat, holding on to the steering wheel, desperate to hold on to control. The illusion of control, being in charge, driving, driving the car, driving the bus feeling like it knows where it's going, believing that it's got it under control and that it knows better than anything else, including the heart. And we add, the more we add knowledge to that, it empowers the mind to grip even more. So there's an invitation to let go of the knowledge, not let go in the way of erase it, but forgive it over. Don't grip it so tight, don't hold on. What if you were to soften your grip on the wheel? Start with that, soften the grip in your mind. And even try on the idea of letting go of the need to know at the level of the head and be more curious about to experience the feeling of knowing in the heart. I'm sure you've had an experience where you just knew you had to do something or you knew you were meant to do or go somewhere or do something. And if someone asked you, you just, you just, it's a knowing, you couldn't quite understand it or explain it even. I've had many of those experiences. In fact, my life is full of them now because I walk with blind faith a lot. I take those blind leaps of faith a lot. And it's not easy and it takes courage, but it gets easier. It gets easier because each time I do it, I have more confidence and certainty 
that no matter what, each time I take that leap, that my wings will spread out and fly. Each time I take that leap, there'll be something there for me to land on. And usually it's far more exciting and extraordinary than what my mind could have imagined. So when we live life by divine, we're really making a conscious choice to take the mind out of the driver's seat, to move the head out of the way and let the heart take the lead, let the heart be the driver, let the mind be the passenger. That's the nature of our human mind. It's actually meant to be more of an assistant or a partner. And the heart's meant to be the leader, the guide, the shepherd, the director, the captain of the ship, however you wanna look at it. As we allow the heart to drive and we invite the mind to take the passenger seat, the mind can enjoy the ride. It can actually curiously look around and observe the scenery and the experiences and walk through the experiences along with the heart. And your experience of life changes and shifts. The way you see and experience life changes because there's pressure off. And when the mind is in charge or when your head is leading, there's this pressure to figure it out, to get it done, to, to organize, to, it, it's just, it's so much work. And the ego, you add the ego into that and the ego mind creates even more work. A lot of unnecessary tasks, add-ons, a lot of little detours, distractions, and I'm sure you can experience that just on social media. You go on a social media and you have an intention to post something or to do something. And the next thing you know, you're, you're going down that social media wormhole and hours have passed and you're like, what was I even coming on here for? That's one, ex one, one example of how the ego could easily take us on a tangent. So when you're on social media, the invitation is, who am I choosing as my teacher or as my guide as I'm exploring social media? Are you there with the ego, looking at everything, getting distracted, following these different wormholes, getting lost and on major detours, getting you totally off track? Or are you on purpose? Do you feel aligned with what you're seeing and what messages are? And, when, and if you feel a message triggering you, do you take that moment to actually process the trigger? To look at the resistance and use it as a finger pointing to what needs to heal. So we can let life distract us. Well, we can use life as our classroom for healing and raising our level of consciousness and awareness. And there's a lot right now to get distracted around, for sure. And it's easy to get triggered because there's a lot happening to trigger us. And how you spend your time and your experience of that time spent will determine how you feel and how you feel would determine what happens in your physical body and in your head. And if you're stressed and worried and or fighting and angry and judging, that energy is like a virus eating you up inside. And it will create a disharmony. 
disharmony at the level of the body, disharmony emotionally, disharmony in the mind, even spiritually and energetically. And a lot of people right now too are experiencing an energetic disharmony. And that energetic disharmony is a feeling that your mind can't quite grasp or understand. So then the mind takes over to try and create a story to make it make sense, to try and make sense of why you feel the way you feel. But that energetic disharmony or the density that we're feeling physically in our bodies and around us, the energy that we're feeling within us and around us creates emotions, it can spiral the mind into worry, fear, confusion, anger, frustration, irritability, feelings of blah, depression. All of these kinds of things can happen when our energies are out of alignment, when our energy is not in sync, or when there's a disharmony, a density that's rising, a resistance that's rising to clear, but we're, we're ignoring it, or we don't know to look there, or it's in our blind spot, or it's a hidden block. The one thing that stands in your way from really living the life that you're meant to be living right now, there is only one thing. Although the ego will point out to all these things in the world, it's this COVID pandemic. It's, it's people's fights about the mask or no mask. It's whatever it is outside of you. It's about racism. It's about whatever it is that you feel your ego is kind of projecting out there going, that's the problem. That's why you feel the way you feel. And I'm inviting you to go inward and go, how do I feel about what I'm seeing in the world? What is my feeling? What are my thoughts and worries? What, name them, put them down on paper, write them out. Let yourself witness them. Let yourself feel that. And then tune into your body. Where do I feel it? Where am I holding this? Where am I feeling that anger or that fear or that guilt or that shame? Where am I feeling that, that sadness or grief? Where am I feeling helpless? Whatever it is. Tune into the energy of it because it often shows up as a density in the body in some way. And it can show up as an emotion. And if you follow it down, you might actually feel a little bit more of a physical sensation around it. Because whatever energy you're holding, it becomes more and more dense. And the more dense the energy is, the more we experience it as pain or tension or tightness or intensity. And when our physical bodies are wound up from that energy, it easily feeds our thoughts and our beliefs and our emotions and they become magnified. So I often go through the body to heal the mind. I go through the body to actually find the root or the root of the upset. And often it's in the energy body right now. And there's a lot of past life influence in the energy body. There's a lot of past wounds from this particular life in, held in the energy body. And the etheric body is like a mirror of your physical body. And it holds these memories, these imprints. And while you can heal perhaps a hip injury, the etheric body or even the energy body can hold the trauma, can hold the injury still. And the more we allow that energy to that density to remain in our field, the more it influences. So sometimes we get these repetitive 
injuries or these repetitive patterns in our bodies or these repetitive cycles that come with our emotions like worry, fear, feeling not good enough, wanting abundance in our life, but then attracting more poverty consciousness or experiences of lack and limitation. It's these repetitive patterns that are a signal as well. This is another form of resistance, another signal that your head and your heart are not in sync, that your mind thinks something that's different than what your heart knowing is. And the more and more we are guided into our heart, the more and more we realize there's only one thing that's actually really standing in our way. As I said earlier, it's not all those things out there. It's your own mind. It's your own mind. It's you. You need to learn to get out of your own way. And one way, the best way to do that is to get out of your head, to let go of control, the level of the mind, and shift into trust at the level of the heart. Trust your divine nature. Trust your inner spirit to guide you, to lead you, to direct you. Use your internal GPS or your intuitive GPS. Let your head take the passenger seat. Let your heart take the lead. Let your heart drive. It knows. It knows more than you know. It knows more than you think you know. It's a knowing that goes beyond the thinking mind. It's a knowing that goes beyond any boundaries in our human experience. It's a knowing that goes even beyond geographical and global boundaries and levels of understanding that we have in this human experience. It's a knowing that taps into the unified field, the quantum field, the the, the knowing that is more an experience of unity. It's a shared knowing. Unified knowing. And the beautiful thing is when we tap into that beautiful divine knowing, and our heart is that bridge. We bring that knowing into our heart. We lead from that space. We are allowing our divinity to animate our humanness. We are making a conscious choice to live life by divine, to choose our divine will. And yes, that requires deep trust. And yes, that requires blind faith a lot of times because the mind is conditioned and programmed to judge. It's programmed to question, to analyze, to figure things out, to sort through. But it's also programmed to shift into worry and fear, concern, uncertainty, doubt, It's programmed even to do more because we're not good enough or we're not doing enough. The ego will continue to make us feel like whatever we're doing is not enough, no matter how much you do. It's never satisfied. That's the human nature of the mind. Part of the programming is it's never satisfied. It's never enough. You can always do more. And it can be disguised as doing more as being in service. But leading with your head, leading with fear is not being of service to the world. Leading with worry in the form of caring 
is not serving the world at the highest level. It's actually sprinkling fear out into an already fear-filled world. So the question is, do you want to add more fear or do you want to lead with love? And leading with love may be speaking your truth. Leading with love may be standing up for a cause. Leading with love may be telling someone that they need to stop their behavior and what they're doing is not okay. Leading with love can be fierce, like a fierce warrior standing up and saying no. And it can be a passionate, purposeful, call for love. So in every moment that you experience resistance, just know that your head is not in sync with your heart. And if you can follow the resistance, if it's showing up as a behavior or an emotion or a thought, follow it. If it's a physical sensation, close your eyes and, and tune into it. Feel into it. Be curious about it. Drop into a space of curiosity and wonderment at the level of the mind because in that space of curiosity and wonderment, there's no room for judgment. And then there's certain things that you can put in your environment that will support you. It can support you emotionally, mentally, spiritually, energetically, even physically. What are some of those things that can provide self-care and soul care that can support you in staying in alignment? Perhaps meditating, even five minutes every day, 10 minutes. I, I wake up in the morning and meditating. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I go right into meditation. That's, it's, it's, my whole life is like, it feels like a one living, breathing meditation, a prayerful meditation every moment. Is that even as I'm speaking with you, it's a prayerful meditation. I always have meditative lessons because they're infused with healing energy and potential. And if you tune into it, you'll feel these waves of energy coming to you through my voice, through my words, through whatever media I'm using. My intention is always very clear. And perhaps yoga is a piece that really supports your stretching or moving your body in a way that feels good, dancing, walking, swimming, running, whatever it is for you. And it's not about going out there and forcing it and making it happen. It's about really being fully present in it. Imagine you're walking as a walking meditation or running as a running meditation. I was talking to my husband the other day and he was raking the front lawn. We have these big cedar trees. There's four big cedar trees in our, our new place in the front yard. And we've had some windstorms. So all these like big branches and all these needles came down from the cedar trees. And so he was raking and he, I think he's raked like the last four weekends and he has all these buckets and buckets full of of recyclable stuff. And I said to him, I'm like, do we need to get someone to come and like help do like raking? He's like, I actually like raking because it's very therapeutic for me. I'm like, all right, I'm like, it's not for me. So I'm glad it is for you. So what is it that helps you align? What kind of things can you add in your day or what things do you know actually support you to be in alignment? 
Maybe it's a guided meditation or just breathing, taking 10 deep breaths, even one deep breath, even checking in every once in a while and checking to see if you're actually even breathing because a lot of times people hold their breath. And is there some kind of movement your body can appreciate? What are you filling your mind with? What are you watching on TV? What, what movies or shows are you watching? What books are you reading? What things are you exposing yourself to? What videos are you exposing yourself to? All those things will either feed and empower the mind to want to get back into the driver's seat or will inspire the heart to continue to take the lead. Do you let yourself feel your emotions when you feel them? When emotions are rising up, do you give yourself some space? Remember last week, maybe it was Friday, I can't remember which day it was, um, my husband's been watching the news because with his work, they're paying attention to all the, the COVID numbers and the stats because they're trying to decide where they're going to open up some facilities and stuff. So he needs to monitor what's happening with those stats. So we had the news on and there was this news story about an elephant that fell in a well. And initially the first picture was this elephant down this well. And I thought it was a baby elephant. I said to my husband, I'm like, come see this baby elephant. It's like trapped in a well. He was in the kitchen. I pulled him into the living room and we're watching. And it turned out to be a 25 year old elephant. And this was in India, 25 year old elephant fell in a well. So it must obviously a big wide well but a big, massive, heavy elephant. And my heart just sunk. I could feel like the, the grief. I could feel the, the fear, the concern of everybody around, but also the, the elephant itself. It was very much in tune with the energy and the emotions. And then it turns out they were actually able to find a way to rescue this elephant and, and pull it out of this well. And it was fine when it came up, it was okay. It's those kinds of stories that really strike my heart. And that, so I started to have this attunement to nature and animals. I've always been connected to animals and I've always had this real heart, like pull, this strong pull and compassion for animals. And if I see an animal hurt, I, I, I tear up very easily. And I started to tune into the collective field of animals right now and I felt this real pattern of grief rising up this energy this dense layer of grief for all animals in the world just their own grief or the collective grief of all the animals that have been here and that are here and it was quite intense and it was quite interesting to navigate that level of, I've tapped into animals individually and maybe even like a group or a herd, but to, to feel like the collective grief of animals rising, that was, that was intense. I work a lot with the collective energy with humanity and I've, I've worked a lot with animals in the past, but more and more that's coming back in. I used to be a vet tech. I used to work at a vet clinic because I was so connected to animals I still am, but this layer surprised me. And what I realized is when I allow the energy to move, I allowed my own grief to wash up and I allowed that, that collective grief to wash just outside of my energy field. So I actually invited outside of my field and not inside my field and my body because it's too much work and too much intensity for my sensitive body. So I bring it outside of the field and I allow it to rise up from there because I support it as a light worker. I'm supporting the collective energy. And I'm saying yes to my assignment. My assignment here on this earth as a healer is to work with the collective, work individually and collectively with humanity, with animals, with Mother Earth, with the elements, all of it. And I say yes to that that hard work, I say yes to that assignment. 
And that brings me great purpose and peace at the same time. So what is your assignment? What's one of your assignments here on this earth? There's a purpose to your life. There's a reason you're here. And you don't have to find a purpose, a purpose in a sense. You just need to feel on purpose. But that purpose is already programmed in your heart as a knowing. And if you're in your head trying to think about what that is, you can bring yourself further and further away from it. Because what you think it is may not be what it is. I've had this experience several times over the years, many times, where I thought I was on a path doing something specific and I thought it was clear, this is it. This is my purpose. And then I was redirected. So for me, my purpose is to follow my heart, is to let the divine lead my life and be of service in whatever way I can. And one of my assignments happens to be working with collective energy, collective wounds. And I say yes to that. So say yes to the knowing in your heart. Start there. Waking up in the morning and saying yes to life by divine. Saying yes to your divinity. Saying yes to your heart. Saying yes to your soul. Is a powerful intention. Never underestimate the power of yes. That yes energy expands so many things, including your mind. So begin with some of those, some of those things, some of those ideas, trying on this, this idea and this concept at the level of the mind, create enough understanding there so that your mind comes along for the ride. And then remembering that there's certain things that actually can support you, support you in staying in sync. And I can give you a list of a thousand things, but you may only resonate with two or three. Follow those two or three, use them, use them as long as they resonate. And when they don't resonate, let them go and be open to new guidance coming in, new insights as to what you're meant to do now or what you're meant to use. There's a lot of things that I used to do for my practice, my daily practice, and I, don't, I no longer do those things. It shifts and changes and, and, and it adapts based on where I'm at and what my needs are in the moment. And I don't always know what those are, but my heart does. My heart knows, always. And when I actually stop and get out of my head and tune into my heart, sometimes those answers surprise me still. So I invite you in every moment to imagine stepping out of the mind, dropping down into your heart space, setting an intention to let your heart take the lead. See where it drives you. See where it takes you. An open road adventure. A journey with no end in mind. Just a knowing that you're on the exact path that you're meant to be on. You're totally on track. And if you get detoured, it's okay. Forgive it. And get back on track when you can. Tune back into your heart when you remember. No need to judge. Just have gratitude for the moment you remember. And if you need support, of course, you know where to find me, heartledliving.com, heartledliving.com. And then on Facebook, it's Heart Yes Movement is the group. If you need more support in unwinding the ego, you can check out 
all my offerings at heartledlending.com. If I'm meant to support you, if I'm meant to do work with you, if you're meant to be part of my inner circle, then you'll know. Your heart will lead you there. And if you're not meant to work with me, and you're meant to be aligned with somebody else, trust it. Trust your heart. It knows. It knows more than your mind thinks. I want to thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you. I see you. I honor you. I see your divine nature. And I invite you to let it out more and more to embody your divinity while embracing your humanness. And just know that your life has purpose. You're here for a reason. And the world needs you now more than ever. So begin with just saying yes every morning to the role that you're meant to play. The assignment that your divine spirit has for you that day. Just begin with saying yes, moment to moment, and see what happens. I appreciate you. I honor you. Until next time, love and blessings. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.